Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Wealth Conversation podcast with me, Tsitsi Mutiti. I guide high-achieving women on their journey to build lasting wealth so they can prepare for an abundant future in every area of their life. I hope that today's episode will help you to transform your relationship with money so you can make the choices that will enable you to create the opportunities and lasting wealth that you desire. Let's get straight into this week's episode. This episode is focused on one of the wealth cornerstones, physical well-being. My guest Kinga Kovach is a yoga teacher, practitioner and a forever student herself who is passionate about helping people develop their own home practice safely and confidently on and off the mat. She considers herself no more or no less than a friend and helps to make yoga accessible for everybody, no matter their body shape or physical abilities. Kinga wants to share yoga not just as a mainstream westernized physical exercise but as a comprehensive integral practice to help people live a healthy, balanced and fulfilling life. Welcome Kinga to the Wealth Conversation podcast. It's so good to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to connect with you again and yeah I'm looking forward to our little chat. Yes, so am I. Um, I have to say, I am not great when it comes to physical well-being. So any motivation I can get from this conversation would be great. I hope you will. Let's see how it goes. You tell me at the end. I will. <laughs> so let's start right at the beginning, Kinga. Could you share a bit more about yourself and your background to begin with? Yeah, of course. So I'm not going to like, it might sound like go back to ages, but just to give you a bit of a, a setting to it. So I came to London in 2004. I'm originally from Hungary. And then I kind of worked my way up. So my first job was in McDonald's. And then I just worked my way up. I studied at uni and then I ended up in banking. And then I've got over 10 years experience in banking and then I never used to be that often active person but then when I came to London I came across some yoga classes and I kind of started to pay attention to my fitness so I've gone into workouts and then I've gone into yoga and then the rest just kind of built up throughout the years and it's been supporting me ever since so yeah that's briefly to give you a bit of a background on me <laughs> fantastic so okay you you've come to London you're working your way up as as we all do we all start like really low down the food chain and you, now you're in the banking industry um, you've discovered yoga but then what motivated you to focus on yoga so much um, that it's now become part of what you do and how you help people yeah actually so if we just look at the present now so I actually stepped out of banking as such because of yoga so um, uh, and what happened was basically is I've been doing yoga on and off for over 12 years or so and um, with work I had a really really high pressure job in banking and I reached a point of burnout at the time that was around 2016-17 and I just felt like I don't really have a life and I don't really have a passion that I'm doing. It's just work, 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 work. And 
I'm staying at work all day and all night and then I feel really stressed. So I reached burnout and I was really kind of felt the anxiety as well. And that's when I got to a point of like, I, something needs to change. And then yoga has always been my passion. And I thought this is something that I want to do and I want to do it for myself to go a little bit deeper into things. And that's when I did my first yoga teacher training. And it was a 10 month journey and it was beautiful for my own development in one way or another. Just go a little bit deeper, get to know myself again and just have that experience and then knowing there's more to life. And then by the end of the course, I just felt like I do want to share this with other people because it really helped me with my well-being. And I think it would be really useful for others as well. And then from there on, I've done different yoga teacher trainings. I went to Bali when I took redundancy from work. And then ever since then, I kind of felt like it's definitely yoga that I want to focus on more. And now where I am is I actually left London. I moved up north and I'm doing a part-time job so I can actually put some more time into my yoga business. And I think that's the transitional time for me to kind of switch eventually into yoga and well-being so there's a lot going on and and yeah I think it's just recognizing all these benefits and then sharing it with more and more people and that's what kind of made the change back in the past for me yeah wow that's that's amazing Kinga I think um, a lot of people including myself dream of that time when we can really follow our passion Um, and thank you for sharing you know the fact that your job kind of pushed you out of it because I think some people tend to stay in these high pressure jobs um, and don't follow their passions and actually when you do follow your passion you know you can create so much more for yourself and that for me is actually true wealth it's not always just about the money Uh, and it's always stepping out of things as well because some people are really passionate about their job so it's all well and good to stay in it it's just figuring out that kind of Often we say balance, but sometimes things can be out of balance. But to find that harmony for you, that kind of makes you feel alive, you know, that, you know, you can stay in your profession, you can enjoy, but just recognize that there's more to life and then finding those things that keep you feeling alive and passionate and you enjoy doing it as well. So, yeah. I love that. Find find harmony in life. That, that's it. That's, that's such a, a gem. So how, in your opinion, does yoga improve um, individuals' overall well-being, you know, but also focusing on the physical well-being? So I think most people start like that. And most people like, like I did, I started in like a gym yoga classes And it was about, well, for me, it was about like that connection with moving, breathing and um, helping me to switch off mentally. So I think there is definitely a connection and I wouldn't necessarily divide or make that division division between like physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, because I think they are all connected. And so... I think they all kind of impact one another. Uh, And so, well, if you want to break it down, then from a physical perspective, if you look at yoga, you know, you focus on the physical poses, the asanas, 
And um, those really can help, you know, to stretch out the body, to build strength, to relax the muscles. But then the breathing is quite powerful as well. So, you know, the different poses and sequences of poses can help you physically, not just your muscular and skeletal system, but deeper systems like your nervous system, your digestion system, your, you know, your respiratory system, all, all, your, all of your body uh, can be really improved through physical poses, through breathing techniques. And also then a big part from the mental perspective is the meditation part and the deep relaxation part. So my kind of yoga is quite complex. So I'm not just focusing on the physical exercise type of yoga, but it's kind of like an integral system where you focus on the breathing practices, meditation, deep relaxation, and the combination of the whole gives you that improvement in your physical body and your physical well-being as well as your mental emotional well-being and spiritual as well it depends how far you want to go with it I remember when I discovered yoga um, and it was really at a time when I was trying to improve my it was I was really focusing on my physical well-being because these the job that I'm in I sit all day so you know the back was starting to get sore and I'm just like what what's going on I'm not too overweight, although, you know, I wasn't focusing on my weight as well, but I found it really relaxing and so, so calming. But then for me, I kind of stopped for a while. So I, I, I do these sort of stops, stopping and starting when it comes to any form of exercise, it seems. Um, and so that's uh, something that I have to deal with. I think when I started yoga, doing, doing yoga on and off, before I got to starting it, I thought it's not for me because all the yoga I was seeing was people like doing all these really intricate moves. And I was like, my body can't do that. <laughs> like, and and so it's putting people off and it's actually quite frustrating. And it's, it's really, really frustrating how it's all portrayed and we are still on this kind of fitness type of yoga. And then even now, if you look at Instagram, you know, a lot of yoga people, they just posting all these inversions and really fancy poses and everything just for the gram. And I'm just like that. That can be so off putting. It is. For people to even start. And then it's not. It's that realization that there's so much more to yoga than that. And it really is. You can find your options for your own body and where you are. And then and I think. That's what's so powerful about it, because everyone can find their own ways of doing yoga. Yeah, because one one of the things that really put me off was, you know, when you are online looking for, you know, whether it's a yoga app or a, a video to follow, most of the people are really slim. And and I was just like, that's that's not my body. So how can I make my body do some of those poses. And it was actually um, when, um, you know, I met you and you were talking about yoga, you thought, oh, wow. And I saw, and you started putting videos out there and I was like, oh yeah, you know, I, I can do it. And then you met me. So you saw me and my body as well. You know, I'm not the slimmest of, of it all at all. <laughs> you know, so, and I had those struggles as well at the beginning when I used to go, you know, and I had those you know, being really conscious, conscious about my body. And I think that's when it comes to the teacher as well, you know, how they really guide you. 
and to give you those options that you really build your self-awareness and you feel into your body and what's good for you mind you know those poses don't necessarily you know you can find options that give you the same benefits and feel feel comfortable for your own body you know so i'm size 16 and yeah there are poses that i will never do and i'm totally fine with it you know i can find my way of yoga and i know what's beneficial and um yeah there's so much more to it than than that that aspect i love that could you take us through um the method that you use to teach um yoga to beginners or people who feel like maybe it's not for them yeah so there's a lot of objections and then the way I would start like and that's how I created my little free guide as well because I want to address those objections because a lot of people think that they're not flexible enough to do yoga and or they don't have the time to do it or you know they don't have those they don't have the finances to you know to pay for a gym membership or for expensive studios or you know they, there's a certain expectation maybe that they need to buy the latest you know they need to wear those clothing as well so it's all kind of like just kind of get to a point of for me and my method is what's so powerful to begin with is building that self-awareness it's almost like you get to know yourself all over again so you build that self-awareness physically, mentally, emotionally, and you see where you are. You have some, some sort of acceptance and self-love to be okay with where you are. And um, it's all about how you feel. So I like to kind of guide people into practices to really listen to how it feels to be in certain poses and giving options for them to explore. Well, I feel like this in this pose with this option, but what about this option and this feel more comfortable and then feel into what they should be feeling, but feel it for themselves. So I can instruct you to go into pose and then often during classes, people just look at the teacher and they just want to kind of, um copy the same position without even listening to and they want to try and keep up without even kind of paying attention what's going on in their own body they're just like oh my god I need to keep up I need to be able to do that you know and then it's not about that so my first step in my method would be building that self-awareness and you build that self-awareness physically mentally emotionally uh, it gives you that starting point in life, not just on the mat, but off the mat as well. You start to recognize things. You start to recognize how you feel when you sit, when you're working on your laptop, you feel into your body. You start to feel into how you breathe and then how you can improve your breathing with your shifting in your body. And you recognize how you walk, how you carry things. It's just you feel deeper into your body. And I think that's where you can start. And then you, you have a foundation where you feel confident enough to know what's going on. And then you can make those shifts. And then if you feel that, okay, well, I'm always having backaches or I'm always struggling with this or that, and you can focus on those areas. The same with, you know, you, re you recognize your thoughts you recognize your little patterns you recognize what it is that's stressing you out you recognize the little things that annoy you or that you know make you kind of not feel productive or not feel good about yourself 
and that's where you can start going deeper and make those shifts into something that you know creating this space for you on the mat and it doesn't have to be a long time it can be like 10 15 minutes a day just to give you that space to draw the awareness within and listen to what's going on you know not to try to shut out but to get to know like you know, okay this is how I am and why am I like that and then you start your inquiry into things and then that's when kind of things start to unfold and shift so that's what I kind of try and get people to do at the beginning without having that stress of like oh my god I can't do this can't do that it's just where you are this is where you are and that's perfectly fine and you already have everything within you to to figure things out there's no kind of expectations of like oh my god I need to reach this and that and that work with what you've got and from there things going to happen from within I love that because uh, you know it is all about setting a, a foundation and when I take people through my method with you know focusing on money it is all about the first step is about getting clear on who you are where you are now so important to understand where you are now because then you can work out the steps that you need to take to get to where you want to be so um, I think we as individuals sometimes we try and skip that process because we want to get to the end right and really when I started dabbling with yoga it was about I want to be able to do that pose the way the person on the screen is doing it and I love the fact that you're saying you know get to understand you, your body, how it works for you and just be aware because, you know, that I'm trying to compete with someone who's been doing yoga for, I, I don't know how long they've been doing it for, but, and they've also got a different body shape. And I think being able to recognize our differences is so, is so powerful. And, yeah, and, and, and really then with that difference is you're so unique and you need to recognize that as well, you know, it's, it's it's very easy to, you know, even I do it sometimes to compare yourself to others, but, you know, every single body is different. Um, every single person's got different past, different conditionings, you know, we are totally different and that's what makes us unique. So you're no more and less than any other person. It's just recognizing, as you said, noticing and recognizing what's going on with you because this is all about you it's not about others and it's not about comparing yourself to others this is giving you giving yourself that time to draw the awareness within you and work with yourself get to know yourself and love yourself and and then it's also really important to recognize I believe that it's really difficult to feel like I'm never going to get there you know it's always that chasing off like I want to be able to do that pose then I want to be able to be like that or I want to be able to you know feel like that it's already it's it's kind of like it gave me such a big relief that recognition of knowing that I'm already it like I'm it's already I'm already there so you know that kind of like constant chasing instead of constant constantly chasing a life or chasing a um a feeling or chasing something that you feel like you're never going to achieve or you're never going to become it sets you off so badly you know if you if you then kind of 
shift things around a little bit and then you start feeling into like you know what I've got everything already within me it's just finding it you know it's already there I'm already it I'm already unique the way I am and let's just explore that you know and it gives you I think such a relief and such a a power in one way that a lot of overthinking and a lot of weight would just drop off if we just sit and say okay you know what I've got it all I just need to figure out how to bring it out. Yeah, 100%. And as you were talking, I was just thinking of all the different areas in life that you can use that, you know, at work, when you're looking at, you know, the things that you want in life, when you're looking at how you are with your family, you know, that understanding that you've got everything that you need in you, you are enough, use that to build whatever it is that that you want. So you mentioned, you know, the first step is, build self-awareness um, and then after that what what is the next important step for people to um, focus on so the way I kind of built my method into three steps and then that kind of follows this is this philosophy or call it what you want is so once you build awareness you've got that foundation to then being able to go deeper within and you go as deep as you wish so and um that's going deeper within whether you want to explore more of the anatomy and really understand your body a little bit deeper whether you want to go deeper into the body of not just the physical level but exploring the energies within exploring the different elements and connections within and then all these how play part in your life go deeper into your thoughts go deeper into your meditation practices to really start making those shifts you know and I think a lot of people might be scared of that and I'm not talking about like I'm not a therapist or anything like that yeah so I'm never going to kind of diagnose anything and that's not my role but when I say go deeper you might recognize some things that you need help with you might recognize and pinpoint some some condition like something that like I, I do need help with this because this is something that's been going on for a long time. And then you can find other ways, you know, so your yoga is not the answer for everything, but I think it's a really, really good starting point to build that self-awareness, go deeper with your journey to explore what's within you and do the work, the deeper work, whether it's that regular practice and it might be uncomfortable at times, but you do the work for improvement. You keep that consistency with your meditation practice. I did a lot of journaling and, you know, it's a journey and it's a never ending journey. And ultimately my last stage would be the goal for me is to feel fully alive in your present life, to just feel fully alive. Because I think we go through life a lot where we just kind of living day by day and do the mundane day by day. And then wishing for something to happen and wishing for some other life instead of actually feeling fully alive with this present moment. And, and then I think that's the kind of well-being for me. In different aspects of your life, you, you actually feel fully alive. And I think that can be quite powerful. You know, just kind of your connections with other people. You know, it's not just for yourself, like, yes, building that acceptance and self-love initially as you go deeper, but then sharing that out to the world. It might sound a bit kind of 
airy fairy, but it's quite practical. I find it it's quite practical. It's your human connections. It's how you deal with other people. It's your connection to nature. So it kind of then unfolds and it opens up so much and so nicely. I love that. I love that last step and, you know, feel fully alive in your in your present life. And I think it is it is so important. We're so busy chasing the next thing that we are not fully present in the now. And it's it's the now that is is really important and then sets you up for the next step. That that's in my opinion. So I, I love those steps, Kinga. And I'm like, oh, I wish I had had listened to this podcast <laughs> many years ago. <laughs> when I was exploring um yoga, I don't think I would have stopped. It's not too so, late, you know? So <laughs> Yeah, it's never too late. Thank you for that. Now, um, you have recently uh, completed a pregnancy yoga training course. How do expecting mothers benefit from yoga during their pregnancy? And also, why did you focus on this specific area? So that's an interesting journey, actually, because the deeper I've gone with yoga, and we talk about this self-awareness, the deeper I started to explore being a woman. And um, when I went to Bali, I had a really, really lovely teacher, Bex, and she was doing um, some, she was organizing some women's circles and she made us kind of realize that there's a different ways of potentially doing yoga for the woman body. And, and now bodies as women are just so unique. So I started to go down this journey and shortly give you the story of it all because I've um, struggled a lot with contraception and I tried different pills and then I ended up with a coil that I never really agreed with that much. And then again, with that kind of journaling and then, you know, just kind of knowing my cycle and knowing the different stages in my cycle, whether that's, you know, in my situation at the time, it was my period and then not having a period and how I feel and the different hormones and things like that in my body. But there's bigger stages in women's life. There's like, you know, different cycles in women's life um, throughout. And then that's where I kind of started to explore my body and how I am as a woman. And then to a point of that, I always wanted to have family and I always wanted to have children, you know, and a lot of things need to kind of play out for it. But um, I ended up removing my coil and then um, I ended up having a different relationship with my period, which was quite an interesting one. And um, then because I wanted to have children, I felt like planning forward, I should do a pregnancy yoga class just to kind of be ready for different options you know if I'm going to get pregnant one day and I've always in general I'm quite a worrier and I always thought that the moment that I'm going to get pregnant I'm going to just worry for the rest of my life and I was like already thinking like oh my god how am I going to feel I'm not going to be able to do this you know and then all these things the first time when I did my pregnancy course, that's when I first, the first time that, you know what, I can do this. It's just, um, 
um, just to sum it up, I feel like that it actually empowers women, pregnancy yoga um, empowers women to offer a complete toolkit to, to use during pregnancy and not just during pregnancy, but um, even during labor and after birth. And it's not just the physical practice as such to, you know, it helps to ease the body because there's a lot of changes that the body goes through and you've got a lot of aches and pains. You've got changes in your hormones and things like that. So it just helps to ease the body in general. And it's more about, it's not necessarily about overstretching because your body is already kind of like uh, changes and get softer with all the changes and everything so it's it's really more the opposite it's more about strengthening supporting the body um giving stability to the body as well as nourishing and nurturing the body during this this period and um you know going deeper it also helps to connect with your baby you know using the breeding techniques can help you during pregnancy as well as during labor it can be really powerful exploring the energies and then again using the energies to to especially during labor you can take the energies down to help you with labor as well and the different relaxation techniques that can help you during labor as well so i think it's an empowering thing for women because especially for those who never done yoga probably before, it could be a really, really good help. And it's the same kind of principle in my head to build that awareness and get to know and go deep within on what's going on with your body and how you can manage that and how you can manage labor and the things that might come up. It's, it's such a good tool to use that. Yeah, I can, I can now see just by listening to you how it can be so beneficial because when when you mentioned pregnancy yoga, I sort of thought, well, you know, that thing in, came into my head about, you know, where now I was looking at my body and thinking, oh, you'd never be able to do those poses. So now I'm thinking of a pregnant woman. How how can she do those, those poses? But um, yeah, you've you've explained it so so well, and um, and I can see how it can help through every stage of the pregnancy it's a very gentle practice i mean i i normally i'm all for a gentle yoga practice anyway but in pregnancy it's a very gentle practice it really helps you to to strengthen the body to 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 support to give that stability and um it's more about that relaxation it's more about that nurturing and nourishing the body because there's so much going on with it during that period anyway. So there's a lot of, like in my practices, yes, of course we move and we address different kind of, you know, aches and pains, but it's all about breathing. It's all about preparation for labor. I do a lot of yoga nidra and deep relaxation. So women can really rest um, and then just go deeper a little bit with the resting. So it's very sweet and nourishing I find yeah as you know I believe that you know wealth in its true sense is more than just money um, so I know we, you've kind of touched on all these areas already but I'd love for you to share for us in a few words in summary what wealth means to you in terms of the physical social spiritual mental and financial well-being I think it's all connected, as I mentioned it before, but if I, I want to break it down, and I try to do this now, 
to make sense of it all. So if we look at physical well-being, for me, it means that I'm strong physically and I'm fit and um, therefore I'm supported. So I feel good in my body. Um, I feel good energetically in my body, physically, as well as, you know, paying attention for what I eat and how I eat to feel the digestive system as well. And then I don't have the aches and pains. Mental well-being for me, it means being clear in my head to be able to stay focused and at the same feel calm um so i used to be um i'm still i can still overthink things but i used to be massively uh, overthinking and worrying about things and you know it can be very distracting and you can down go down the rabbit hole and then yeah mental well-being for me is that kind of resilience and clear in my head to you know stay focused and then at the same time I'm calm with whatever happens I'm able to react calmly spiritual well-being for me it's all about being alignment with my values so it's like so my actions are in alignment with my values and that gives me a bit of a peace in one way or another that I know that, you know, I'm not out of alignment and I'm not doing things that just don't agree with me. So I'm all about love and kindness as, as naively as it sounds, but I think in practical life, there's a lot to do around that um, with other beings, with yourself and with the wider world and nature and environment as well. And that's when I come to social well-being. So if you expand me out, I find human connections really fascinating. It's respecting and accepting the differences in human beings and um, learning from one another and learning from our differences, whether it's, it's culture, whether it's religion, whether it's, you know, there's so much that makes the life so exciting I find you know instead of kind of the division that we experience in so many le levels lately it's that kind of connectedness that that for me is really important and meaningful and uh, social well-being that my family and friends and you've got that support system around you that you can rely on but you can also help as well and support you know back and just being kind to one another and being kind to your environment and nature. So paying attention to how you live from that perspective. Financial well-being. I, for me, financial well-being is being comfortable financially and planning for the future. So you're going to be comfortable in the future as well. So I had a really funny relationship in the past with money. And I think that's because of my parents. I never wanted to worry about money. So I never really cared about it. And therefore I piled up some loans from uni. And then when I came here, I was like, oh my God, I use my credit card, like not sensibly, let's just say that. So I piled up quite a bit of debt, not a lot, but quite a bit. And then there was a shift that I wanted to think about the future. Like it kind of just hit me that what's going to happen in the future, you know, not just in the next couple of years, but like, you know, if I want to have a family, if I want to have this, if I want to even retire and things like that. So then I kind of shifted and I thought like I need to sort myself out. 
So with the help of others, um, I managed to clear that there. And then, um, then I started to think about, oh, I want to buy a place. I want to do this. I want to do that. So, and that shift, once you kind of move from debt to actually having some money, that's so powerful. And that has just got me excited. It's like, you know what, then let, let's just work with that. And so for me now, it's all about the future to have that comfort that knowing that you have something to fall back on. It doesn't have to be a lot, but it's just having that comfortable uh, situation, but only you can do it. And I remember my brother was saying to me once, like years and years ago, Dad, Kinga, you might not have a partner and you might not have family right now. And it's probably easier if you guys do it together. But for now, just sort yourself out. So you're going to be ready for it anyway. So financially, you're going to be ready for it anyway, whether it happens or not, but at least you're sorted and you're ready for it. And that was the moment when it just hit me that, oh, I need to get my act together and be a bit more serious. Yeah. And finding, as you say, finding that harmony in, in every area. Uh, absolutely love that. That's that's my biggest takeaway from uh, this conversation. It's, funny, it's actually my friend shared it the other time on Instagram. And one of my old colleagues shared it. And I just felt like, you know what, that's what it is, really. And I thought I thought about it. It's like, I think that's what it is in life. It's harmony because things not always going to be in balance, you know. But as long as you feel all aligned and you feel okay with it and you're not getting stressed out about it so you've got that sort of harmony even if you work sometimes a bit more then then you know it's always going to be a bit like out of balance here and there but as long as you feel harmony then it's all good indeed yeah 100 i couldn't agree more kinga how can uh, people get in touch with you if they want to learn more about yoga or attend some of your classes so I'm currently working through my website again. So that's a work in progress, but I'm on Instagram. So people can find me on Instagram. So, um, yeah, Vidya Kinga Yoga. You can find me on Instagram like that. You can also email me Vidya Kinga Yoga at gmail.com. That's the probably the two easiest ways to kind of reach, reach out to me if you would like to. Great. I will put links to your Instagram page and also your email address in the show notes. Thank you so much, Kinga. You dropped so many golden nuggets. And yeah, I'm sure anyone who's been thinking about whether to try yoga is now 100% convinced that it's something that should be incorporated in their their daily life. Um, I can't wait to see how you progress on this journey with, with yoga. Thank you. Well, I'm doing a corporate well-being course and I'll, I'll be doing a postnatal yoga course as well because it just sounds fitting and appropriate from both aspects. So, yeah, it's yeah, all exciting times. Indeed, indeed. Well, uh, I look forward to having you back on the podcast to share more about how we can find harmony and balance in every area of our life. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to coming back soon. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Connect with me at The Wealth Conversation on Facebook and Instagram so we can continue the discussion. Also, if you're ready to define what wealth truly means to you, 
then go to thewealthconversation.com and download the Wealth Cornerstones Guide. Until next week, stay focused on becoming the designer of your financial future.